0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another special bonus episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is a review of Knock Down the House. I'm Christopher Shinese. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, for these few episodes, we are talking about everything that we've seen at the... San Francisco International Film Festival Um, in this episode, as we said. We're talking about the film uh, Knock Down the House, which is a documentary about four women who are running for uh, trying to take back seats in the house um, during the uh, primaries that just passed. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's sort of the, the, the story of them... Trying to build their their sort of like grassroots movements and hopefully uh, for some get elected. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I wonder. Does it? I don't. Is it don't, considered spoilers to say who makes? Everyone knows AOC gets elected, right? Yeah, but yeah. That part is spoiled for the world. I don't know if I'm alone in having not known the outcome for the other three people.
0: I I did not know the outcome for the other three people. Um, uh, just because I wasn't super familiar with them, um, because they aren't from here Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i wasn't following their their races in particular i had
1: heard about amy valela's race um referenced at least but i i didn't know actually what happened in the end
0: yeah um but i mean yeah i I think that uh if you were trying to decide if you wanted to see this film and you just googled all four women that you would be spoiled (laughs) in general um and this film is sort of less about um the results than it is about, like, the spirit of what they were trying to do and Mm -hmm. kind of how the people that they interacted with over the course of their run um, took their interactions with them um, and sort of the history of why they were trying to run at a time when, like, the people they were running against were just, like, pre-established people that have not been challenged and things like that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, anything to say before we kind of just dive into what we thought of this film?
1: Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I know this is going to be a short one. Documentary ones usually are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just dive into it. I don't know if there's a trailer out for this yet, but there might be because this comes out on Netflix in, like, three weeks. Yeah. So um, there may be a trailer, so that'll either play right now. If I was a rational person, I would have dropped out of this race a long time ago. Crowley hasn't had a primary challenger in 14 years. He's taken $3 million per cycle He's going to tell me I'm small, that I'm young, that I'm inexperienced. <sighs> My mom cleaned houses growing up. I never really saw myself going into politics. Americans aren't asking for a lot. They're just asking for politicians to help them get by.
1: I can do this. I know you can. Little twins, I was a broken thing. Voice voice, but I could not sing. We're doing something very controversial. People say, How dare you mount a challenge to someone who's so established? It's, it's not just our family, it's 30,000 families a year losing loved ones because they don't have insurance. I was not trying to become an activist. We live six minutes from Ferguson. Being a woman of color, our image is scrutinized. People in my district, this is how we look. I come from a long line of coal miners. We've been collateral damage. They underestimate us.
0: I'm running because everyday Americans deserve to be represented by everyday
1: Americans. I don't I I'm not going to allow my daughter to have died for nothing. I'm not the problems that we have in our district we ourselves can fix i get scared of the
0: cynicism from people really believing in something and then it not working out i just don't want to let them down
1: you have to be fearless or they're going to come after you nobody owns you yet
0: no matter what the outcome it will never be the same we're going to fight
1: for each other some of us have got to get yeah. through. It's about the whole movement.
0: For so one of us to make it ring, a hundred of us have to try. So, Stephen Miller, what did you think of "Knocked Down the House"?
1: So, remember when we talked about on the basis of sex? Uh, we, we talked a little bit about like the feeling of going to the Castro Theater and seeing a movie about progressive politics and feeling like the crowd vibing on every move and how, depending on your mood, that can either be, like, a nice uplifting moment or can kind of make the film feel even more sappy and crowd-pleasing than it already was. Um, This movie has kind of proved to me that my mood can be such that it is awesome to be in a crowd where everybody is just cheering everything. Yeah. Um, This movie is not nuanced and two-sided. I don't think it ever pretended to be. I don't think anyone watching it is wanting it to be that. But I think for what it is, which is a kind of a motivational documentary to, like, show something hopeful in politics, which is, like, God knows there's not a lot of that going on recently. Yeah. Um, I think this totally succeeds, and it, it succeeds for a few reasons. One is that all the women's stories are different in a way that I think is, like, captured well by the film. Um, Amy Valela in particular is someone who – so she was running in Nevada. She was a single mother who we learn as the film went on uh, started to decide to run after her daughter passed away because of lack of insurance. So she kind of like – she starts by seeing a little, seeming a little bit like gruff or unapproachable. Like my guess is she's probably politically more moderate than most people in this area just because she's in Nevada and that's probably how politics go. But she really kind of rises up and becomes like – a very inspiring moving figure, as you see this human being who just decided like I want to run for office um the same is true with Cory Bush uh in Missouri, where she'd been an activist in Ferguson, and we get to see her kind of come from the grassroots movement of like I know people, this is my city, I can engage with them on a personal level and start to build up a coalition um but the real like I I hate to even say this because this is not the AOC movie quote. That's not what you're supposed to call it. That's not, like, what it is. This movie lives or dies by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's charisma, and she is so fucking charismatic in this movie. Um, And I think, like, maybe part of it is the benefit of hindsight, right? Like, not only do we know that she wins, but she would go on to become already in office after just a few months like one of the most like front and center political figures and she is doing all the things that she claimed that she would do right she's calling people out she's like giving powerful speeches she's making actual policy pushes that are way beyond what the establishment would do and like There's something about knowing that ending and then watching her as, like, a bartender (laughs) in the Bronx and watching her, like, kind of nervously be in a group for the first time discussing what it would mean to run that really just makes the movie be very, like, inspiring and positive. And it is obviously political, but I don't think it's political in the standard, like, left-right way of, like, let's demonize different political views. It's very much about, like, we can be a part of this, right? Like, people can decide... I am going to talk to my community. I'm going to accurately represent them and I can actually take on like big politics if I choose. And I think that, that feeling was just really, 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 I I found it inspiring and I don't usually say inspiring. Right. Of course, (laughs) this is probably like the most cliched thing in the world for me to be inspired by, but I really think the movie just does a good job of painting. Like how would it feel if an everyday person was suddenly thrust into politics? Um, if I can criticize the movie, I think it, it takes the fact that AOC is, like, the most charismatic and probably adds a lot of hindsight in terms of she is the person who wins the race. No one, no one else won this time. And whether because of her innate charisma or because her race was already more publicized than others or because of hindsight, it makes the movie be, like, 75% her, right? Like yeah. And by contrast, like, I, I think – so Amy Valela gets – a good chunk, like maybe she gets 15%, Uh, Corey Bush gets maybe 10%, and then poor Paula Jean swearing in, in West Virginia gets like, what, 5% of this movie? Like, we yeah. don't really get to see anything about what happened to her. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just the the filming schedule didn't work out or they just didn't have enough locations to go with her. Um, But I, I didn't feel like I really got a feel for all of the candidates. But you do get this, just this unifying feeling of like how hard it is to get on the ballot how hard it is to get on the debate stage and then how it would feel to actually try to surge into a primary against like established figures and i i just really liked it i it gave me like newfound respect for aoc and how like how well she manages to be both culturally savvy and very human and well-spoken and also be able to push in like a very politically savvy way it I, i was very impressed by this movie yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think as, as it was kind of going, I was like, this is fucking so much AOC. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I meant that in an unfair way to yeah. the other candidates. Like, it made me feel like you could almost remove everyone else and the documentary would not change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, for obvious reasons, when the filmmaker started this... Um, she could not have known the outcomes of any of the people that she right. was trying to follow. I'm sure there was more than the four that were chosen for the final documentary. So it's not like, oh, she wanted to do AOC and then also wanted to do a few other women and then in the end was like, yeah, I'll keep it all in. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was like – it was meant to cover a bunch of people who were trying to start grassroots movements um, to knock down the house. Yeah. And, um, and like – It would not have been fair to change it to just be like, oh, let's just make this about AOC because she spent time with all these different candidates Mm -hmm. and and wanted to file their lives and and talked with them and saw them in vulnerable moments and stuff like that. So you can't change the documentary and you shouldn't have changed the documentary, but it still felt even as it's progressing – to be lopsided to to mm. to one story which was not bad because that story is incredibly interesting i mean all, all the stories are interesting but like as you said like aoc is like incredibly charismatic yeah. um in like my my familiarity with her is the clips that we all watch when um she lays a smackdown on somebody <laughs> in like a hearing somewhere um and like those are cool and i'm like oh yeah cool like she's awesome like, i appreciate her this doesn't shed her in a different light, it's the same light. Yeah. It's just more of that light. And now you're like, oh like going back to talking about sunshine this movie is like going in the room and just turning down the dampening field and just letting all the rays hit you and you're just like "Uh -uh, she's pretty fucking cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) like there are there are scenes in this film where you were expecting a literal mic drop Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she has the wherewithal to like go like oh i probably shouldn't drop this mic right now i'll just hand it back to the the person moderating this conversation but like (laughs) people are cheering in the audience um it's it's really great Uh, um but but it's also just it's it's Heartwarming, like the the scene where she is like trying not to realize whether she's won or lost. Yeah. Like it's it, it's the most amazing it, it, it's thing. It's a great
1: moment to have captured in a documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
0: it's it's so it's so good, and yeah. and like it made me laugh so much, and it made me like like I I I got emotional watching the excitement of right. of her realizing what she was trying to do, and I think that this this isn't the type of documentary that you go to to necessarily. Learn something new or have um, light shed on a story that's kind of been hidden from you. It's not like that entire a documentary. It's just a documentary to show what somebody put into getting to a place mm-hmm. and that this wasn't just like a, a run for show. This was like, I'm actually trying to change things, um, all of them. And, you know, the ones that didn't make it are going to go on and try to do it again. And This is like getting those experiences and what they've done out to as many people as possible, especially on a platform like Netflix, Mm. is just a good thing to see people paying attention to um, the – I mean this (laughs) electoral cycle has caused a lot of people, myself included, to pay attention to politics Mm. more in a way that they haven't before. And these are just the type of stories that aren't even necessarily trying to push specific agendas but just letting you watch ordinary people who are for the first time – Trying to branch out and being like, "Why do we fucking let all these other people make all these decisions for us?" When I have like a platform, I have a thing that I've been through, and I want to go make a change. Let me just do that, and it's mm-hmm. fucking possible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Trump made us. So everybody knows anything's possible now, yeah. but these <laughs> these women are showing that very specific positive things are also possible. Yeah, yeah
1: and I, and I was kind of thinking about that. Is how how do I feel about this? relative to populism in the presidential race, right? Because at least my feeling at the time, I was probably a lot more centrist in 2016 than I have landed now. Um, (laughs) Events have kind of shifted me leftward on many different issues. Um, but, But anyway, back then my line would have been like, you need someone with experience and expertise in the White House, and I think I still believe that for a role where you are making many decisions every day that are governing a ton of people. Yeah, but I, I mean think that's House also of, why you have
0: you surround yourself with people sure. that can help in, you with that experience. that yeah, you Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. But I, like I think I still stand by that. Like if any, if someone just came from nowhere and ran for president, I don't think I would feel like inspired and motivational in pushing for them what's interesting, the House of Representatives is so much about, like, I'm going to represent this area that I know very well. I'm going to be yeah. one voice among many that tries to shift my party, move it in the right direction. And for that in particular, I just feel like, hell yeah, go for it. Like, make it, make that – like, anybody should be pushing for that. Anyone who, like, has a feeling they think they, like, know something about a community that others don't know, they should be, like, all in on it. And yeah. It's interesting because I can even see the strings. Like, like uh, AOC is up against uh, Joe Crowley in this movie, and we don't get to see much of him. We hear about him a lot as the the boss of the Queens, right, and in the, in the Bronx. <laughs> and he's like the he's the guy who owns the political machinery. And we learn how hard it is to dismantle the machine. And in in truth, all we really see of him in this movie is him being at a parade and being at a debate, and like. And being not at a debate. Yeah, being not at a debate. And when he's at the debate, being, like, generally polite but fumbling a bit, right? Like, objectively, that's all we see. We haven't actually seen, like, you're an evil guy, you're entrenched in power, you're way too this, you're way too that. But in the context of the movie, what you're seeing is, like, him compared to this new vibrant energy is just an unflattering comparison. And I think that's what the movement is all about. It isn't, like demonizing the people who were in politics but just saying like hey it's our turn now get get used to it and i think like but also
0: it it wasn't just that he was so evil it was also that he was just like nobody was running against him mm -hmm. and he was sort of just like in this place of power for seemingly no reason yeah and she was like uh why yeah (laughs) right like there it's not just that like everyone who's in place now is terrible it's that they've lots of people have just been in place for reasons that we don't understand because, like, oh, it's just that's the person you knew who was there, just elect them again, I guess. Um, yeah. so like, people who have ideas can go and replace these people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everybody who replaces somebody is going to be great, yeah. but like, statistically, that's true,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely get the sense too in this movie that. The new people, because they have to work harder, they get to really integrate themselves better in the community. Like, I loved seeing, I I hate just harping on AOC, but like, we see just way more of her than anyone else in this movie. And we get to see her, like, she's giving a speech in Spanish in part of the movie. She's learning how to introduce herself in Arabic so she can speak to, like, a Yemeni person who has a Yemeni TV show. Uh, there's all this stuff of like really diving in and like trying to listen and understand and like grapple with the issues. And I just feel like that that's really cool to see. And it, it's really funny watching this and then the next day watching Veep and turning my, <laughs> turning my political cynicism back on again. Yeah. Yeah. But but for a brief moment, I didn't feel cynical. I felt I felt good. And I do also think even though the, the other women don't get as much of a platform in this movie, you do definitely share with the pain of losing. I think all of them kind of get that moment of the, the anticipation of Election Day and the moment votes start coming in. And we get to see, like, really human moments of them breaking down and realizing, like, this thing that I've been pushing for for so long – we didn't make it right. What do I do now? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think the movie does a good job of not being like too intrusive or voyeuristic on those moments, but still giving us the human part of it. So yeah. I, I think it was well done. I think it was handled with like a delicate enough touch. And it, it helped also that in, in the Q and A for this movie, then um two of the candidates, not AOC, but Cory <laughs> Corey Bush and Amy Vallela were both it present along with the director. And like, the ovation that they got when they walked out, and then like the enthusiasm they came at it of like wanting to run for politics again, not leaving the spotlight. That that was heartwarming little coda on the on the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think one of the things that we haven't talked about, which was also really cool about this documentary, which is not necessarily the, the feature highlight, but is still equally important, is it does show off the people who joined on with these cat these these candidates to sort of help them get going. Like um like you know like one of them. It's it's just, like, two people in, like, an office space that they rented just yeah. pacing back and forth on their own probably personal cell phones just calling and just watching these people who are devoting, like, however long these entire races were for those candidates – Um put in their time and effort because they believe in what the person's doing. Sometimes it's family members. Sometimes it's friends. um, Sometimes it's, like, organizations who specifically do this. Um, I I just thought that was kind of cool to see those people because, yeah, like (laughs) your example of Veep, like, that's a whole different bag of people (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you're seeing there. Those are all characters that are just – Making jokes and we're having fun with them. But this is like people who are actually devoted to a thing. So when when the loss happens, it's not just the candidate. It's these people who like believe that this is their shot to like make a better thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you see the loss in a lot of people's eyes instead of just like, oh, we're all sad because... We, our candidate didn't win it's it's, yeah, it's the
1: whole like it takes a village feeling yeah. right and you kind of feel the collective part of it yeah. i also like in this particular moment and again i don't think the filmmaker could have possibly known that this would happen that aoc would become like the number one super villain for like <laughs> all of republican twitter and republican yeah, yeah. media um but it, there's been a ton of criticism thrown her way and two of the main ones are one is that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She isn't intelligent. She isn't ready for the spotlight. And the other criticism is she is trying to be someone she's not because her past is actually idyllic. And she grew up in this like suburban home 30 minutes north of New York, and she's pretending to be from the Bronx, but she's not really one of them. I don't feel like you can watch this documentary and possibly believe either of those things yeah, yeah. anymore. I mean, she is incredibly intelligent in the documentary. And it just like – clever and witty and very genuine and human and not in a way that feels like they staged it to show only the best lights it just feels like yeah. who she is and that's like, the
0: thing is she wasn't at this time who she is now yeah. so there's no way the like this would be the greatest filmmaker that's ever existed if she could piece together lies yeah. from her footage to sell the person that aoc is now yeah, exactly like that doesn't make sense i mean not not to take away from the filmmaker she's Totally yeah, she, great. Yeah, she, she, I, I great just job. feel like it would be like the greatest work anybody's ever done to take hundreds of hours of footage and just find some way to sell yeah, a lie.
1: Because there there was no – there are cameras, but there's no way she's mugging for the cameras. In yeah. this. Like she is running a race and she is unknown and this is like a documentary filmmaker that as someone who – has like had a documentary filmmaker perched in my office before? Like, <laughs> you don't forget that they're there, but you certainly don't look cool when they're there. <laughs> like, you're just a little bit more awkward than usual. It's like if someone just suddenly handed you a microphone and said, "Go!" Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, there there are so many scenes, especially in the very beginning when this movement is first starting out. And I kind of get the sense that early on, she was starting to rise. Like, she seemed to be had some gravitational pull in the movie. Um, but she's just like. The way she's answering questions and the way she's just listening to other people, she has this like really intense gaze about her that just seems yeah. like I am a hundred percent like hearing what you're telling me yeah. um and then to the the upbringing question, like the movie does a nice job of showing her with her mother and her brother, showing them like bonding, showing footage from the house they used to live, showing footage of her growing up, and like it drives me fucking crazy that like the same people who would criticize because like ah gotcha you had a suburban house probably have like their parents house is probably worth a million dollars and they paid for their college and like they would still consider themselves like working class and would be like a working class story like it Yeah yeah It's just really hard to watch her story and not empathize with like yeah this is a person who is living in the city with a hipster boyfriend I know that <laughs> like <laughs> I could I could be I'm a hipster boyfriend <laughs> I I relate. Did
0: did it it not make you feel a little bit good when you saw her boyfriend? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) It feels good to be represented. (laughs) I was like, oh, he's like a normie. (laughs) Yeah, but it's hard to watch this movie and not like kind of identify with, with the subjects. And I think that that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Even if it's propaganda, I stand by it. I like the propaganda.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's preaching to the choir, but yeah, it's a nice choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you say we get to verdict, Stephen? Sure. If you're going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat. Wait for it. Old with the caveat or a must avoid. What would you give it?
1: I've been dancing between recommend with a caveat and must see. Recommend with a caveat would be like the honest, like <laughs> filmmaking quality wise. I I got gripes. Like it's not. Even it spends way too much time on AOC relative to other people. It is also definitely not, like, changing the documentary form or whatever my bar would yeah. normally be for that. But fuck it. it it's been a depressing couple of years politically. This movie made me feel really, really good. I think when it hits Netflix, a lot of people are going to watch it and feel really, really good. Who am I to deny them that? So go see this movie. You're going to enjoy it, p- poli- depending on where you sit politically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just felt really good. It, it, it it's like, it's a treat. I, I liked it. <laughs> you're giving it a musty. Yeah, I'm giving it a musty. Oh man, <laughs> you're gonna make me be the bad guy. <laughs> no, no, go musty. <laughs> no, I, yourself, I,
0: I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a recommend with a caveat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I, I, it is. It is sort of the film that you watch going in, knowing what you're there for, and you get to just revel in and enjoy it. Um, and I can't fault it for that. It's just, That's just the story that we're watching, and that's mm-hmm. this place that we sit as we watch it, um, literally yeah. <laughs> and figuratively. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I liked it a lot. I think it's a very in- – I mean, just even if you care nothing about politics, like the charisma <laughs> of AOC, mm-hmm. it's like the, the – like not counting the scooter shot, but – her last shot in this film is probably the greatest thing that's ever existed on film Mm -hmm. (laughs) ever it is an amazing uh just moment of expressing of a person of where they wanted to be and where they got and just the mix of emotions of what she's going through in that moment like it was just a fucking amazing like it, it the funny thing too is in that scene and i won't spoil it uh i'm i knew exactly what she was going to do yeah and how she's going to respond and then she did it. i was like
1: oh you're so mm-hmm. cool <laughs> um
0: but yeah there's so. a
1: moment when she basically like turns it on again all of a sudden right? yeah, like, yeah yeah i think that's what you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like just like a split second of like being one person and then boom back in it yeah yeah
0: and it's just it's it's like it's 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 I mean, it, it's, it's a documentary, so she can't really technically break the fourth wall, but she breaks the fourth mm-hmm. wall when <laughs> it's like the coolest thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, on my inside, it's a must see, but like, I, I think just like as a documentary, if sure. I can divorce myself from just being like charmed, um, it's, it's, uh, uh, reckon with, with a caveat. Yeah, I, I
1: agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so, uh, that's the end of, um this review and i guess our reviews for this week uh steven's gonna do some traveling um we're both gonna catch some more films at the festival and we'll be back next week with some more reviews um hopefully there's enough good stuff <laughs> for yeah, us we'll to record some uh real reviews and not just do a, a, a just quick batch review like um the first episode mm-hmm. uh, but yeah we'll find out um yeah,
1: we'll see we're doing book smart tomorrow that's a good chance you know, yeah i'm, I'm excited possible. for it
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, so we're done. Um, Stephen, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at the spoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or instagram.com slash the spoiler warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the spoiler warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site music for this episode will come from something probably the jingle to SF film mm-hmm. maybe there's another song um, from the trailer or from the from the the, the the documentary um but uh yeah so we're done for this week we'll be back next week with some more reviews and then the week after that with a review of Avengers Endgame. See you then.
1: See ya.